0: Hey, it's Pastor Mike. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and make it a regular part of your day, can I ask for your regular support? We really can't make any of our sermon series or devotions without the continual support of friends like you. Time of Grace, in case you didn't know, is 100% donor funded, meaning it is your gifts that make it possible for us to use television and print and digital media to share the good news of God's amazing grace. Just click on the link in the episode notes and thank you for all of your prayers and all of your support. God bless. Whether you're a Christian already or you're just, you're kind of wrestling with some things, maybe you've wrestled with the question or the statement that we have uh, before us today, the objection, grace is too easy. That, That can't be the way it works. Now, by grace, we're not talking about what you say before meals. No, we're, we're talking about um, that special word in the Bible, God's undeserved love. This is God's something for nothing when we don't deserve anything. And, and in my experience, when I've heard people say grace is too easy, it, it usually comes from two different perspectives, two different poles. Um, the, the one says in despair, I know what I've done against God and there is no way God can just forgive me. And the other one says in pride, listen, There's no such thing as a free lunch. I work hard for everything I get. Either way, it's really two sides of the same coin, right? Uh, Grace is too easy. There must be something that we need to do to get right with God. Well, in order to answer this question, uh, we need to have an understanding about who we are and how we compare to God. So think about it this way, God is perfect. God is holy. He demands us to be the same. The only problem is there are no degrees of holiness. There are no degrees of perfection. Either you are or you aren't. God said to Moses when Moses asked to see his face, he said, You can't see my face, for no one may see me and live. Why is that? Well, it's because sinful man cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. God's not impressed with us when we just try hard. He's not impressed when we're better than other people. He's not impressed by our steady improvement. No, he demands perfection. Think of it this way. Imagine that you had a perfectly calm pond and and you had to swim across that pond without making a ripple in the water. You think that, that'd be impossible, but that's, that's perfection, right? I'm always so impressed with Olympic divers when they, they dive into the water and they make barely any, any splash, but even the best of them make a splash, right? Even the best of us sin each day. In fact, the Bible tells us, even my righteous acts are like filthy rags. Even my best attempts aren't good enough. Uh, our own efforts just simply won't cut it. No, salvation and, 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 and forgive this, they need to be gifts from God. They can't be something that I manufacture on my own, but that does not mean that grace was somehow easy, not for God anyway. When Adam and Eve fell into sin in the garden and they ate from that fruit in the in, in the tree or of the tree, God, his heart was broken. And he could have simply walked away. But instead he promised to send a savior. And he actually shaped all of human history so that 2,000 years ago, in a tiny town called Bethlehem, he himself came to us in the skin of a baby. And Jesus lived that perfect life that we needed. And the Bible, in Hebrews 5, it describes what that life was like. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Loud cries and tears. There was nothing easy about this grace. And Jesus mourned over Jerusalem just days before his death on the cross. He said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who s- kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. You see, it wasn't just Jesus' heart that was torn. But a few days after saying those words, it would be his brow and his back and his hands and his feet as he hung on that cross and and suffered uh, the payment for our sins uh, to pay for every one of our imperfections, every one of our sins. And he now looks at you and he gives you his perfection. perfection. He gives it all to you. He doesn't do it because you deserve it because nobody, nobody deserves it. Uh, Instead, God doesn't love you because you're perfect. Rather, you're perfect in his eyes uh, because he has loved you. That's grace, right? That's God's something for nothing when we don't deserve anything. Now, some will object. That's too easy. (laughs) That, 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 like, if you say that grace is the way it it, it works, then people are going to do whatever they want. And my answer would be, yes, that's true. But now, what do you want to do? (laughs) What do you want to do for the one who gave his life for you? Well, what would you do for the person who saved you from a burning building or who, who, who saved you from drowning? The last thing you would do is run back into the burning building or run back into the water. No, you would do the only thing you could. Thank the one who saved you.